Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Virtual Press Box with Ricky Ramos. Sorry about that noise. I'll be dropping my pen there. <laughs> this episode, we'll be looking over week 14. And I know one game already happened, but uh, there's plenty of other games we could talk about. And it's there's a lot of things that could happen. There's a lot of teams that everyone's surprised about. And let's dive on to it. And the first set of games we'll be looking at is the early slate. And game number one, wrote down here, is the Eagles at Giants. Now, the Giants are winless in their division. They're 0-2 with a tie as well. They're going into this game, staying in, it's in New York still. They're facing a Philadelphia team that they haven't faced yet this year. And Philly is phenomenal. They're 11-1. and one. Uh, But they do have a weakness, though. If you stop the run, you stop them. Uh, well, the Giants, you really don't know what they're going to stop on defense. And if you stop the run game for the Giants, you, you beat them. And the Giants are more than likely going to be missing the presence of Saquon Barkley this week. So that means it's looking like it's not going to be too good for the Giants. And it'll probably be another game where everyone's like, and this is why Daniel Jones is not going to be brought back. And personally, on my behalf, I, as a Giants fan, I hope we do not bring him back. Who do we play some with? No clue. But, uh, let's stay impartial here. The Eagles, they're favored by seven. I think they could beat them by more than seven. Honestly. And if they don't, then props to the Giants for standing tough a little bit there. But uh, I don't see the Giants handing the Eagles their second division loss. The Giants seemingly basically played for the tie. And they mismanaged time big time. They mismanaged their clock. Before half, they could have done something, except they just they go to the goal line with no time, with only one timeout left, leaving them like with like four seconds left, and they're like, okay, we have to kick the field goal now. And then in overtime, just horrible time management. He's a rookie coach, so anybody who's hating on Brian Dable, they could go on somewhere because nobody thought at this point of the season in week 14. With a rookie head coach and Daniel Jones at quarterback, nobody thought the Giants would be 7-4-1 in Week 14. Now, if you had told me that the Giants were like 3-9, yeah, that would be more believable. The next game is the Jets at the Bills. Buffalo favored by 10. Um... I don't think so. I think the Jets are better than what people are thinking. Mike White is a damn good quarterback. He could put some zip behind that ball. Doesn't matter in the rain. Doesn't matter in a dome. Doesn't matter in the cold. He could throw that ball. He's the better quarterback option for the Jets. About time they started him. Old heads were would probably argue for Joe Flacco to start, but let's not get into that. 
Mike White, he he stood tough with the Vikings last week. And it went down to Braxton Berrios dropping a touchdown in the end zone. Yeah, I know, there was a, a, an interception on the goal line. He was just trying to force it, trying to make something happen. But the team's behind Mike White, and they're playing different than what they were with Zach Wilson. It's a, it's a whole new team, basically. It's like making a trade at the trade deadline. But they just decided to start their back quarterback, who happens to be better than your starting quarterback. Pretty weird. It's football. It happens. The Bills, um, they're good. They're really good. <laughs> I I mean, they're 9-3. and three. Josh Allen, if I remember right, he leads league in turnovers. And uh, that's not what you want under your quarterback, especially if everybody says he's an MVP favorite going into the year. I don't think so. I never really trusted this defense to begin with. And I kind of retract my statement after they embarrassed the Titans. But seeing how the Titans have been playing all year, I don't know about that. I will still stand tall with... Whenever they made it to the AFC Championship game, that was their peak. Will I be wrong? Probably. But guess what? If I wasn't wrong, everyone's going to know. The next game here on the early slate are the Browns and Bengals, the Battle of Ohio. Cincinnati, going into this game, need this win because they are 1-3 in the division. They're 8-4 in the year. Three of their four losses are in division. And the Browns, if they win here, it'll be six and seven. Uh-oh, okay, you know, a little something here, something cooking here for them. They're two and one in the division. The Bengals need this win. And with them beating the Chiefs, I think they're finally hitting their groove. They shut down Travis Kelsey and made Patrick Mahomes try to go to his other targets that aren't as well-known as threats, like Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah, he was, you know, he was uh, number one out in Green Bay, but, well, I'm sorry, number two out in Green Bay, but now he's in Kansas City, and he's asked to be the number one. It's not going to work like that at all. Um, the Bengals are getting Joe Mixon back this week. They beat the Titans and Bengals without their running back one. Perry Hines good. I think Perry Hines can be number one for a majority of teams in the NFL. The Bengals need this win big time, I think, personally, honestly. Uh, it'd be cool if the Bengals won. I mean, I think this is now the time for the Bengals to win. Uh, the Ravens will be out of, out of Lamar Jackson's services for one to three weeks with a PCL sprain. And even if he's only missing this one week, this is the time when you catch ground in the division. Because you guys have the same record, but you're one and three in the division. You really need this win if you're the Bengals, so you can be two and three in the division. And you'll also need the Steelers and Ravens. You need the Steelers to win against the Ravens. Steelers favored by two points. It's at Pittsburgh. The Ravens will be starting Huntley, who's good. 
He's serviceable. He's not Lamar Jackson. The Steelers, they, I think, they made a reach drafting Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is showing a lot of signs of just another bust, I think. Kind of showing signs of Christian Ponder. Yeah, I know that's a name. Christian Ponder, he sucked when he was with the Vikings. But um, this is a game that the Ravens need to win and show the prowess to stay strong in the division. If they win, they'll be 9-4. If they lose, they'll be 8-5. If they lose, they need the Browns to start clicking with Deshaun Watson, who had his first game back in Houston, and he really didn't play well. His defense won them that game. 14 points from the defense. If you have 14 points off your defense, you should win that game, regardless of how you play. If your defense is playing that good, you get 14 points off of them, one off a fumble, one off a pick six, you should win no matter what. The next game here is going to be an absolute slaughter in Texas. The Texans are at the Cowboys this week. The Cowboys are favored by 17 whole points. The Cowboys, some might say, are the best team in the NFL. And anytime you bring up the Cowboys' loss to the Eagles, I'll be like, okay, we had Cooper Rush in. I see your argument there. But um, you still had all your other starters, and you lost. That's, that's all i got to say about that. The Cowboys are coming off of a big win. You know, they've won since they won the Thanksgiving. They won last week. And now they are looking to keep their winning ways going. Uh, they need this win to... Well, they have two wins over the Giants, so they own the tiebreaker, no matter what. They still have one more against the Commanders. They still have one more against the Eagles. So the Cowboys will more than likely win this game. The Texans at this point, they're 1-10-1. They're... Their number one overall pick. And then they also have the Browns pick, which is going to be a top 15 pick. Right now it's slated as the 11th pick. There's the same Bryce Young, number one overall pick. Okay, if you're going to draft Bryce, you need some offensive line protection. Because he's tiny. He's good, but he's tiny. He needs protection big time. Now, I think this game right here is going to be the game of the early day, the early set. Vikings at Lions. Vikings are 10-2. Lions are 5-7. Lions are on a win streak here. They're on a three-game win streak. Well, no, I'm sorry. Lions are just are playing good football in general. They're 5-1. They're playing tough for Dan Campbell. Early in the season, everyone was like, okay, Dan Campbell's just going to get fired after that four-game losing streak. And then look at him now. They're 5-7. Fighting for some playoff hopes. Will they get it? Uh, uh, probably not. But it's just showing the prowess that that team has. And it's showing what that team can do. The Vikings, nobody trusts. Nobody will trust them as long as they have Kirk Cousins to help. Only thing that will change is if Kirk Cousins wins them the championship. They're 10-2 this year. They're good. But, uh, 
I'm surprised by this. The Lions are favored by two points. Alright, I mean, the Vikings are a good team. They have a fantastic defense. But last week, the Jets hung tough with them. And everyone thinks low at the Jets. Like, the Jets are like, why they hung tough to the last drive of the game. So, I'd like to see a little more from the Vikings. If the Vikings want to be taken as legit, as legit contenders, they need to win this game. If the Cow- I mean, they lost to the Cowboys, they lost to the Eagles. Both times they got embarrassed. Both times Kirk Cousins played like trash. Both times I lost in fantasy. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is my quarterback in fantasy, and one of my wide receivers is Justin Jefferson. So, like... <laughs> Vikings need to play good here, personally. <laughs> uh, and this next game is going to be a bore fest in my eyes. The Jaguars and Titans. I think the Titans are an overrated 7-5. They're free and in the division. I know, you win your division, you win, you know, you win games in the division, you're going to win the division. Guess what? The Titans don't do anything to impress me. I don't, I'm not impressed by them. They're missing... A whole heap of players, the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence's status is still up in the air after he got his foot stuck in the turf. I mean, the Jags are four and eight. They're rebuilding. It's Doug Peterson's first year there as coach. The Titans, they just fired their general manager. They just got embarrassed in back-to-back weeks by the Bengals and the Eagles. They, they can't beat the Bengals. The Bengals own them. The Eagles, that was the A.J. Brown revenge game. That man had two touchdowns, and his last touchdown catch was a beauty of a catch. Just, it was beautiful. The Titans, the books, I think, I mean, everyone says the books are written on Derrick Henry and the Titans offense. They say that year in, year out. Well, this year, it's, it's getting to be such, you know, a little bit of an issue. They shut down Derrick Henry, and guess what? You're going to lose. And what do you do while you're on offense against that Titans defense? You pass the ball. They have the 31st ranked passing defense. And I think it's the 5th ranked rush defense. That was before the Eagles game. You just, you air raid them. You just kill them by the air. And you're going to beat the Titans. Titans lose, they'll be 7-6. and six. They'll be the first division loss. Jaguars win, they'll be 5-8. and eight. Two and two in the division. Okay, you know, a little something cooking there for them. But, uh, it's it's going to take probably a year, a, one, you know, one more season, I think, for the Jaguars to start clicking all the way. They made some good moves in the offseason. Evan Ingram is starting to go into his own. Doug Peterson needs more than just one season to turn this team all the way around. He is turning this team around. They were They had the number one overall pick. So, I think I could have the Jack. Okay, so we're going to go over these games one more time. I have the Eagles winning. I'm going to write this down. Eagles winning. Jets winning. Bengals winning. Cowboys winning. Vikings winning. Jaguars winning. And Steelers winning. So, I'm against the spread on the Jets game, the Vikings game, and the Jaguars game. In the light slate of games, we have the Chiefs and Broncos, which was the original Sunday night game for Week 14. And then we have America's Game of the Week, the Buccaneers at 
the 49ers. And I, you know, this can be a good game. I just don't want to see how many times they're going to talk about Tom Brady being from California, him being a fan of the Niners growing up, and him possibly going to be a Niner next season. I don't want to hear it. They're going to talk about it all day. They're going to talk about it in all day in the pregame. It, I could already have a headache from it now. Other, <laughs> like, come on, man. I, I don't want to see it. And then the other late game is the Panthers and Seahawks. Man, that's going to be a barn burner. It's at Seattle. So, the uh, first game to start in the early slate is the Chiefs and Broncos at Denver. The Chiefs are favored by nine. Denver, what is going on here? You make the trade for Russell Wilson. You trade him off a million first-round picks. You trade off your star tight end. You trade off a good defensive end. You trade off all, all of that. You even give him Drew Locke in the trade. And everyone instantly wrote Drew Lockin as the starter. Your team, everyone's like, oh my goodness, they have Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's finally going to get them this championship that this defense is going to get them. They tra- they sign Daniel Hackett as coach, originally thinking that they were going to get Aaron Rodgers in Denver. No, they don't. They get the consolation prize in Russell Wilson, and they're paying the price with a 3-9 and record. If they had the same amount of points, if they had the same scoring offense as the Saints, the Saints are the 20th ranked. The Broncos would have 10 wins. If they even scored as many points as the Steelers, who are the 28th ranked scoring offense, they'd have 8 wins. Like, the Broncos' defense is there. Like, it's good. Good for the defense. Defense is balling out. This is what you want your defense to do. You know, you're not losing by much. It's just your offense can't score touchdowns. Jamal Williams, he has as many touchdowns as the team has. Jamal Williams is a running back. He has 14 rushing touchdowns this year. Russell Wilson's on pace to have less touchdowns this year than he does bathrooms in his house. Russell Wilson needs a touchdown a game for the remainder of the season to equal the amount of bathrooms in his house. It's an actual stat. People on Twitter are actually looking at this. Look it up. That man has 12 bathrooms in his house. He has eight touchdowns. This is crazy. It's going to be another game where Mahomes gets in the lead early. And he's just going to run away with it. So the Chiefs are definitely winning this game. And I could see them covering big time here. We have the Buccaneers and the 49ers. Man, aren't things looking like they're just going away for Tom Brady? Like going in their way, in their favor. For a few things. (laughs) Especially this week. Like, come on. They're facing the 49ers with a third string. With Mr. Irrelevant starting at quarterback. With Josh Johnson as their backup quarterback. This is this is crazy. <laughs> like it's it should be tougher. Like the Buccaneers, their offensive line is literally the worst. Their highest paid player in offense, based off of salary, not bonus included, is their left tackle, and he has the most holds in the league since he came into the NFL. I don't know why that scrub's getting paid fourteen and a half million dollars. 
Like, I wouldn't pay him at all to be on my bench. The Niners favored by three and a half points here. That Niners defense is probably the best defense in the league. If the Buccaneers were struggling with the Saints, who has a good defense without Marshawn Lattimore, and, yeah, they still won the game, but you were down 16-3 to with essentially, like, four minutes left in the game. You come back and win. 17-16. Like, you can't write this. You can't write this any better. Tom Brady, come on. He's he's the greatest of all time. The Buccaneers are 6-6 six and six on the season. Just now getting to 500. They're 3-1 in their division. They're probably going to win this division with an 8-9 record or a 9-8 record. One of the two. And they're going to host a playoff game. That's crazy to me. The Niners, on the other hand, are 8-4 and 4-0 and four in their division. They could afford a loss if they lose. If they don't, then they'll be 9-4. And, and if things come down to it, they'll own the tiebreaker over the Buccaneers. Because the Niners are the three seed and the Buccaneers are the four seed right now. If the season were to end. And the Niners also have to worry about, you know, the Niners also have to win this. Because they have the Seahawks breathing down their throats. Breathing down their necks here, I'm sorry. Breathing down their necks. The Seahawks are 7-5, and 3-1 and one in the division. Their lone division loss is at the hand of the Niners. And the Seahawks this week are playing the Panthers. The Panthers starting Sam Darnold at quarterback. This is a carousel here. Like, nobody knows what the Panthers are doing. The Panthers don't even know what the Panthers are doing. Like, they have a good defense, yeah. Seattle's favored by three and a half. But what what's going on here? Like, are they, P.J. Walker, okay. Yeah, it's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Look what Baker did this week. The longest game-winning drive... With two minutes left, the second longest game-winning drive since 1970 with two minutes left in the game. Isn't that just crazy? That man didn't even wear a practice uniform for that team. He put on a game-day jersey before he put on a practice jersey. He went out there, booked a flight as soon as the claim was placed without the confirmation of him going to that team. Booked a flight to Los Angeles. Bet on it that he's definitely going to Los Angeles. Gets put in after one drive and then ends up winning against the Raiders. The Raiders are just a dumpster fire, by the way. I'll get on to that in a minute. Man. So, I back to these last two afternoon games. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers winning with Tom Brady pulling some heroism. And I have the Seahawks winning. The Monday, the Sunday night game, which got opted in and flexed here, we have the Dolphins at the Chargers. The Dolphins are favored by three points. The Chargers are six and six. They're very unimpressive six and six. The Dolphins are eight and four. They're very impressive eight and four. The Dolphins are number six in the seeding. They'll have the second wild card of the season would end today. Uh, everyone's loving the team, the vibe, the energy, everything. They're loving Mike McDaniel, everything. The Chargers, I think, are just going to end up getting rid of their head coach at the end of the year. They have the talent. Uh, they just can't do anything with it. Mike Williams, he got the bag, and he can't stay healthy. Keenan Allen, washed up. He's a shell of himself. He has, he doesn't longer has that speed that he had 
I have the Dolphins winning this. And I think it's going to be one of those Sunday night games where you're like, okay, they're going to the halftime, and they're up by like 15 points, 14 points, 10 maybe. And then they get ball back after the half. Like, it's going to be one of those situations where you don't even watch the second half. You might watch the second half just to have it on. You know, you'll pay attention to the Chargers drive. You know, it's kick three. Maybe a little interesting. And the Dolphins go back down there and just score a touchdown. And then you look at the fight, you know. And then you're on your phone checking your fantasy team. You know, licking your wounds. Seeing if you make the playoffs. See if you didn't make the playoffs. And then, you know, the Chargers do a little something here. You know, just for TV purposes, they have a little fourth quarter drive going, and then Herbert throws a pick. That's probably how the game's going to go. And the Monday night game, the Patriots and the Cardinals at Arizona. I almost said St. Louis. <laughs> no, not in St. Louis. This one's in Arizona. New England's favored by a point and a half here. The Cardinals, they, they, what is going on? Clingsbury, I've always said, has not been a good hire for that team. And then Jafton, immature Kyler Murray. It, if I remember right, Kyler has a winning record against the Patriots, but uh, he ha- hasn't played them yet this year with how dysfunctional that team is. Kingsbury's seat, the hot seat for him, should be pretty hot. Like, it should be like, if we're looking at a burner, probably an eight and a half. He shouldn't be back. They gave that extension to Kyler. They gave that extension to the GM. Cliff should be gone. He's not good. He's not a good coach. He never was a good hire in the first place. He's a good, you know, first at the season coach. But what is that doing for him? They're four and eight this year. They're one and four in the division. They're horrible. The Patriots, they're six and six. They... They're the most well. They're the most rested team in the NFL right now. They'll play the Thursday night game, then a Thursday night game, and then a Monday night game. They're rested. They're ready. They're healthy. They're gonna win this. They're going to be seven and six. The Cardinals are gonna be four and nine, looking to at least not get last place in their own division. It's, it's crazy. I'm having the Patriots win this one. And then I'm going to look at the bye weeks. Teams that aren't playing this week. The Falcons, okay. They're 5-8 and eight this year, the Falcons. The Bears, the Bears are 3-10, and 10, and they're eliminated from the playoffs. Packers are 5-8, and eight, and somehow people think they're still alive. The Colts, they're out of the playoffs. They're 4-8-1. Jeff Saturday, the head coach, after Frank Wright. What are they doing? The Saints. Saints are basically limited from the playoffs. They're 4-9. and nine. They're 1-3 in the division. They're keeping Andy Dalton as their starting quarterback. They're, they're done, I think. The Commanders, they just tied, and then they're playing the same team after the bye week. They're 7-5-1. and one. I think the Commanders are going to go on a run here with Tanner Heineke. Heineke has that dog in him. If they would have started Heineke over Carson Wentz this entire year... Their record would probably, I would I would say better. They might have nine wins if they had Heineke all year starting for them. They definitely beat that Titans team because Wentz threw a pick on the goal line with, you know, in fourth and goal and threw a pick. That's one game that stands out to me. Like, 
they play tough against the Vikings. How come everybody plays tough against the Vikings? Like, and the Vikings are 10-2. and two. There's no, like, that's why nobody trusts the Vikings. But, uh, yeah, it is, and I don't know. The Commanders are just, they're a dumpster fire organization next to the Texans. Worse than the Texans, but they're close to them. The Texans are close to them. But going into now, your playoff picture for the AFC. You have the Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, Bengals, Dolphins, and Jets. Then the NFC, you have the Eagles, Vikings, 49ers, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Giants, the Seahawks. That's if uh, you're a Seahawks fan, you trade, you do all of what you did in the off season, and then before the season even starts, someone tells you at week 14, you guys are gonna be seven and five with Geno Smith at quarterback, and everybody's starting to love Geno Smith. They take that instantly. If you're a Giants fan, as soon as you got rid of Gettleman in the off in the front office, and you got rid of Joe Judge. And they say week fourteen giant fans, you'll be seven, four, and one. Number six. You'll be the sixth seed. They take that instantly. If you're a Jet fan last year, and they tell you at the end of the year, you're gonna be seven and five this year. But Zach Wilson is going to lose a starting job. They'd ask a few questions about Zach Wilson. But they take that. They take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, man, that is this edition, the second episode, there will definitely be more, <laughs> there's going to be more, I can promise you that, but I hope you listen, I hope you enjoy, and I hope you come back.